Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 50, Rumbles and Crumble. So ready yourself a glass of fizz, prepare your party poppers and enjoy the show. And thanks very much for listening. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and and Jessica's Day Day of Fun. Fun. Happy 50th episode, Jessica. Happy 50th to you. Our golden episode anniversary. I feel old. You look it. Oh, I've done nothing to celebrate. I'm not even wearing slippers because I had to put them in the washing machine. That's how not celebratory I am. I don't know why I think slippers are celebratory. I just wanted to... There's a deshabillé. Try saying that again. <laughs> I don't want to. There's a Yeah, there's a level of... Um... Dirtiness. I was going to say casualness. But, That's uh... better. Yeah. Actually, I had a shower yesterday, so... Oh, good. Thank you for the uh, acknowledging the occasion. It wasn't for you. It was because I was spending Valentine with my one true love, my friend Tara. <laughs> I made a curry. I made a curry the day before because I got home from doing my shopping and realised that one of my sweet potatoes I'd bought the previous week had gone mouldy, so the other ones had to be cooked immediately. Right. Yes, that's uh, that's the basis on which I made some lovely blueberry compote the other day. Oh, I totally forgot that sweet potatoes are not like normal potatoes and they go mouldy really quickly. Yeah, and then they go to go, go to smush when you cook them. Oh, yeah. So instead, I I... One of them was sacrificed to the food recycling bin, but the others I made a brilliant car. I mean, we'll come to this in Needle and Fed. Then on Valentine's Day, yes, Tara came over. She brought Buck's Fizz and a tiny bottle of Prosecco each so that we could pretend to be giants. And I, for the first time in my life, opened one of those fizzy bottles of wine and it took me about five minutes and Tara looked absolutely horrified throughout. Well done. But I didn't blind anyone, but I Um, did spill my drink constantly. (laughs) Every time I poured it, it just went fsh, and I thought, oh no, and the next time it still went fsh everywhere. No good. No good. Wow, you're not adept at, um, don't be a bartender. Or or as Tara said, maybe I should be drinking more fizzy alcohol. Or yes, you just need more practice. How was your weekend, Jessica? Um, my weekend was good. Uh, at work yesterday, we had a Valentine buffet for for dinner break, because usually some of my colleagues and I go out for dinner on a Saturday, because it's a longer day for us, so we go out and, and have a nice meal. But we realised it was Valentine's Day, so uh, we wouldn't be able to get in anywhere. So we planned a, a buffet and invited everyone, it was a lovely afternoon. And we decorated the room. Yes, I saw. It was a lot. There were balloons, the table was covered in red wrapping paper, there were like there's glitter and petals and um, paper chains and hearts and it was, yeah, wow, it was a lot. It was kind of a potluck, so everyone everyone brought something. We did the the sign up list. You know, like when you're at primary school and you do the um, the class Christmas meal. I will bring cheese puffs. Yes, exactly that kind of thing. So we wrote a list of sort of the basics and then said to everyone, and then whatever else you fancy. And we got a really good range of food. It was Excellent. like a really good mix. There was no sort of overlap, and it was it was good. The trouble is if you end up with too much sweet or too much savoury. No, it was ideal. It was just right about and uh, and a good mix of items. So it was all in all a successful um, endeavour. And we had music. One of the boys made a pretty bad playlist deliberately. That was that was our brief. Oh, good. Otherwise, it's a bit cruel. The music was actually a lot better than we had been imagining, which I think was good. What we were thinking was we would, because we decided it was it was going to be like a really tacky event, so it would have to be just awful. 90s power ballads. Yes, exactly. Not even power ballads, like movie ballads, something from Top Gun or Dirty Dancing or whatever. But actually, on the whole, the music was better than that. It's quite a lot of effort for a platonic group of colleagues to put into Valentine's Day. Well, not really, because everyone did a little bit. 
and we had an awesome time. Are you all married now? I presume that was what the intention was. You've never been to a buffet before, have you? I'm not very popular. Although, (laughs) buffet, the vampire slit, no. Yeah, no. It was a really nice afternoon. The buffet was good and it got everyone in a really good mood for like the whole day because everyone was excited for it happening. Mm. And was kind of, there was preparation. Everyone's, you know, all talking about it. You go to the buffet, yes. Oh, it'd be sad if you said, no, I'm not going to do it. And somebody just sat in their room at work and didn't go to the buffet. Oh, did someone do that? Please tell me no one did that. <laughs> no. Okay, good, thank God. You know you know what I'm like. It wasn't the entire company, but we wanted to go to the buffet, and the buffet was there. Excellent. That's the whole point. It was like, door open, come on in. We had a poster up and everything. Oh, I love parties. And a, an announcement was made with um, Al Green playing. Do I mean Al Green? Well, I'm picturing Al Gore, so... <laughs> it was with Marvin Gaye playing in the background. The speakers came on. And you just got the first opening bars of Let's Get It On. And we're like, oh, God. There's a buffet. That was exactly it. That's exactly what happened. Except I didn't trust myself to be able to sing the song properly. So I didn't attempt it. But you actually nailed it. I know. Who knew? I'm pretty pleased with that. I suddenly thought, oh, God, I'm not sure if I can remember exactly how how it starts. But that was it. I have taken to hosting events. I hosted a tea party last weekend. I love tea parties. Oh, it was great. I had a tablecloth and my big brownie birthday cake stand on which I didn't actually have enough small cakes to display So, because I'd made a big carrot cake, which will, again, I mean, I've been doing a lot of cooking, we'll come to this, and I found cake forks and a cake slice, and it was like a cake slice that's got the serrated edge. My friends Lewis and Freya came and brought a red velvet cake and there was so much cake by the end of it because I'd made a cake and then they brought a cake and they brought biscuits and we had jam tarts uh, and at one point Lewis made himself a sandwich. I did offer. <laughs> he didn't just wander into the kitchen. I now have most of a red velvet cake in my freezer. But it was delightful and I found a tea party playlist somebody had made on Spotify and we had lots of tea and lots of cake and it was all very refined and there were, you know, sauces were involved. And tonight I'm throwing it I'm throwing I'm I'm hosting a winter supper party. Oh lovely. I know. What does that entail? Uh, Shona and Heather and me eating a fish pie with a winter playlist from uh, Spotify I was going to have another tea party but it's turned into an evening affair so I thought I'd make a meal and saying do you want to come over for a fish pie you thought you'd make a meal of it <laughs> I did, probably will so it doesn't sound as good as a nice warming winter supper although I think yeah. winter supper is a more pre, pre-new year it's not spring so no it's not fishy February, that's not a thing fish pie feb? fish pie feb, that's what they call me fish pie friday I don't know. Sunday. Never mind. Well, I was doing my meal planning and I do sometimes think it's Friday. Should I have fish? Because I'm apparently I'm a Catholic now. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica, where guess where I went. Long term listeners may be able to guess. Oh, my God. It was never the BFI. It was the BFI. What did you see at the BFI? Oh, I went to an inter. I haven't seen a film at the BFI for quite a long time. Or I've seen one. Like the proportion of films I've seen is very small in comparison to the introductory talks to the seasons they're holding. So I went to the introductory talk on the Catherine Hepburn season, and that was fantastic, because usually they have a panel each selecting clips, but for this one they had the person who'd written the notes for the programme, and she just delivered a sort of lecture with clips, obviously. Oh, that's cool. Very interesting. I took myself off for a lovely date at the BFI, and I'd had lunch, and I hadn't... I thought I'd get home in time to eat supper, but I had to have an emergency sausage roll at Waterloo Station. 
<laughs> and I got a pastry all in my scarf. And I thought, you know what, people of Waterloo Station, I'm covered in pastry and I don't care. I'm having a brilliant time. I once stood in the middle of Waterloo Station waiting for my friend Steph eating an apple, pear and plum crumble. Oh, goodness gracious me, that's tremendous. It it was. Uh, I was just about to say how tremendous it was. Tremendous was the word I was going to use. It was absolutely delicious. Homemade or bought? Bought. I got in food for thought in Covent Garden. Oh. I'd been into town earlier and I'd been to a dance class and then I'd gone to get some crumble on the way to meet her. Then her train was delayed because a fight had broken out. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I had time to sit in Waterloo Station, eat my crumble. And then unfortunately, I also had time to go to um, Waterstones and buy more books. But apart from that... Um, it was a very successful afternoon. And then we went to an exhibition about graffiti. I would like to name this anecdote the Rumble and the Crumble. Because it was a fight <laughs> and it was crumble. Yes, that sounds good. I'll go with that. Also in Waterloo Station, went to buy painkillers and I didn't have to pay for them because I had enough Boots Advantage card points. But it is a, an effort to find ibuprofen in that Boots. Oh, I spent ages looking for it. But um, thank you for saying that, actually, because I've just realised that I hadn't written down a song and uh, I've just thought of one, so that's good. But I can guess what it is. Yeah. Jessica, are you following the sewing bee? No, I am. I sat down on Wednesday at lunchtime. I thought, oh, lovely sewing bee. Uh, I'll have that with my lunch um, for episode two. You can't Realised it's not on on Tuesdays this year. Uh, it's on on Thursdays. Mm. So that threw my entire week out. Oh, it's great because it's the day of my classes this term. So I get home. What sewing bee? So the other week I went to the pub first with some classmates. So I ended up watching sewing bee at midnight. That was a poor idea. Ah, oh, sounds like me attempting to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine last night. I'd been at work for twelve hours and I just then I fell asleep. I woke up for it going Fremulon, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've missed that. I've got sewing bee episode two to watch while I eat my lunch today as a lovely treat. The showstopper equivalent i can't remember what that round is actually called tremendous absolutely tremendous okay i'm excited costumes all i'm saying <gasps> yay um have you watched comic relief bake-off that was one of the funniest things i've seen it was hilarious what i like about dame edna everidge is that i do not look at her and see barry humphreys in a dress you just dame yes. edna everidge is a is a woman is a An real person in her own right yeah she's she's not a character that's a person with a um an abstract and individualistic approach to baking. Mm, dangerous. Dangerous. Frightening. But in a lovely beaded feathered bell sleeve. I just, I couldn't believe at no point did she get marabou in her mixing bowl. I know. That sounds like a 29p Kindle book waiting to happen. Marabou <laughs> in the mixing bowl. I will go and write that now. It will not take me very long. Joanna Lumley is a delight. I enjoyed her, her showstopper cake and the, the explanation that went with it. Don't put the knife too close to there because that's the top of my makeup compact. <laughs> I should use the mirror to create a to create a pond. I liked when Lulu referenced her grandchildren, and I thought this woman is no more than twenty eight years old to look at. How does she have grandchildren from a distance? Maybe I obviously love Jennifer Saunders. You know when your brain doesn't quite make the link, and um, Joanna Lumley went over to look at jo- Jennifer Saunders' cookie in the in the oven, and I thought, oh, oh they must have worked together. They pro- oh my god, it's Patsy and Adina. <laughs> Okay, well, don't tell them it's toast. Well, it's got toast written on it. Well, I can't help you then. <laughs> the lineup they've got this year is fantastic. It's really good, actually, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed it previously, but it's... it's um... Do you know, I've never really watched it before. Usually it's for sports relief, not comic relief. Mm. Sports relief is really the poor relation, isn't it? Of the telethon world. Jessica, now that you've remembered to write down a song, what is your song? Yes, my song is Painkiller by Turin Breaks. I knew it. 
<laughs> um, I nearly, again, working on the uh, Marvin Gaye theme, I nearly sang the intro and I thought, no, I, I can't trust myself to get it right. We could absolutely storm that that round of buzzcocks, I think. Yeah. We could. Oh, no, we could. Live only show. If one Live of us was show. singing the song and one of us was guessing. I think that's the only way. I don't think a third party would uh, could be involved. Just thinking whether we could play that later. In- no. <laughs> There's no, no reason we not, can't have a panel show element. <laughs> we could have a nice quiz round each episode. Top fives is running out of steam. You know, why not import things? Each week we pick a different quiz show, pick a round that they usually do and recreate it. Well, when I was at university, we used to do a thing called Panel Show Palooza once a year, which was Pantsock Pantomime Society. Oh, in case you didn't realise just how cool I was, versus Central Hall Musical Society. They would do lots of rounds from different panel shows, and it turns out that I am A, quite good at the maths round from Countdown, and B, really horribly competitive and no one likes me. So, um, good times. Well, you tried. Would have been better if it was a quiz. Oh, well, I mean, there was possibly a general knowledge round. To be honest, I love all forms of things like that. Specifically, obviously, I love quiz. I love competition, but I'm very bad at sports, so I have to do it through the medium of quizzes and panel shows. Yeah, I think I think panel show is my, my optimum. Yeah, I just love it. Anyway, speaking of top fives, briefly. Top fives! Top fives. Well, as we've talked about at length, it was Valentine's Day this weekend. It was. So we are going to bring you our top five rom-coms. It's a romantic comedies, The Uninitiated. I don't know who of you that would be. But yeah, and I don't know what the initiation ceremony was. It's my turn to go first, which is good, because I reckon we've got at least... I'm going to start a new feature, which is betting how many we have that cross over. And I'm going yeah. for three. I'm going for three um, or five. I think only two. Okay. Looking at my list... Oh, so I'm intrigued to see what your because I'm guessing that the two I've got are are match up your two of yours. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to see what the third one is and whether it's in my honourable mentions or whether I've just forgotten it because largely this was me looking through my shelves and going, I don't own as many romantic comedies as I thought I did, uh, for which uh, part of me is actually quite pleased. I read an article on the top 25 romantic comedies of the last 25 years yesterday, and then I may have written this list based on the wikipedia list of romantic comedies yeah i opened that just as you called and thought well it's fine i've actually written my list i was just going to browse anyway <laughs> number one when harry met sally yes that is number one on my list as well that was for, for a while that was the only one i could think of. i was like right so i wrote it on my notes on the train yesterday and my phone was just was a blank screen with when harry met sally written on it like there must be more than this oh, i love that film i love that film there are so many funny sequences every time i say it i think about that monsters inc trailer where they shout when harry met sally I nearly shouted that just now. Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal. Uh, it's my voice, isn't it? You hate my voice. Yes, I do. And you weren't even singing for a, sorry with a fringe on top. <laughs> Mess that up. <laughs> Sully with a fringe on top. Pecan pie. Paprikash. Great. Number two. Yep. You've got mail. Correct. Mm-hmm. I did wonder whether this would come up in the, the ranking, as it were. Another Nora Ephron classic. Obviously, it's not great because she still loses her shop. That's the only downside. But I will watch it like again and again. I love You've Got Mail. But as we learnt from that Onion article... Oh, that's tremendous. Fox books would obviously then have been horribly destroyed. Maybe he could have sold and got some of his money and they could have reopened her bookshop because people now like that. And New York, I, I imagine hipsters would be absolutely enthralled by it. Number three, Annie Hall. 
we have diverged. Mostly because I've never seen Annie Hall. It's in my Netflix queue. Haven't got around to it. Obviously. Annie Hall. Very funny. My favourite bit is where they cook lobsters. I think I've talked about Annie Hall on this podcast before. It's New York. It's uh, in such small portions. (laughs) Number four. Number four. The Philadelphia Story, which you might argue... So, well, it is a romantic comedy, but it's more like a scruple comedy, but they're basically the same thing. And it's hilarious, and there's a really funny bit where Cary Grant grabs Catherine Hepburn's face and shoves her backwards through a door. <laughs> uh, who doesn't love that? Well, who doesn't love that? And it's got Jimmy Stewart just being beautiful, and I love it. I get flawless. Oh, what a film. I get, and I can do my Catherine Hepburn impersonation. Oh, That's my... quite similar to your um, Madeline Kahn impersonation. That's that, 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 Oh, then I can do our, our Jimmy Stewart. And then Cary Grant is, nobody talks like... There's... Why haven't they remade it just with me? That's my question. <laughs> Number five. Number five. While you were sleeping. Oh my God. Right, yep, yeah, right. Joan Jessica was so shocked by that, she said the Lord's name and not the word Greyhounds. I was so shocked that I'd forgotten it. I forgot to... Um... And I've just started to write Greyhounds instead of sleeping. <laughs> While you were Greyhounds? That's never a film. While You Were Sleeping is a great film. When I was thinking about rom-coms, there were lots of rom-coms where I thought, oh, well, you know, obviously, you know, crap films is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's there's a lot. Like, like the teen film theme of last week, there is a lot of room for absolutely diabolical tat. Well, as we will see from my honourable mentions, I'm a fan of the sort of terrible 90s rom-com. But yeah, while you were sleeping, great film. Yeah, it is. It is a classic. I know we've discussed it in our uh, probably many of our Christmas episodes. And not Christmas. But the the setting is irrelevant. It has everything you could possibly want from a rom com. Indeed. So that's my top five romantic comedies. Good. Do you have some? I have some. Well, five. Hopefully, I have five plus honourable mentions. They are a slightly different five from the five I had about four minutes ago. Oh goodness. So am I now right on the three? You are now correct. We now have three overlaps. Uh, So this is really worth it. So number one, When Harry Met Sally. And number two is You've Got Mail. Music and lyrics I've got for number three. Oh, great choice. I love music and lyrics. Uh, Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant. He is uh, an 80s has-been pop star. Um, She turns up to water the plants and turns out to be quite good at at lyric writing. And they team up to write a smash hit for a, a pop princess type creature with hilarious consequences that is great fun and it has really good music yes it does actually because it has a lot of purpose written music it is better than specifically written songs often are obviously not as good as that thing you do but whatever okay then while you were sleeping which we've covered because it's amazing so i won't dwell and then number five my big fat greek wedding i've not seen it in a very long time but i quote it quite heavily it was on my shelf and i thought I love my Big Fat Greek Wedding. It's really funny. It's okay, I cook him lamb. I think they're making either a sequel or a television. There was a follow-up TV show mm-hmm. called My Big Fat Greek Life or something like that. Yeah, which was a sitcom, I believe. Possibly on ABC. I apparently know more about that than I thought I did. Um, do you have any honourable mentions? Yes, I have Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Not seen it. Any good? Yeah, really good. Surprisingly good. There was that is a film with really good original music in it because he is a composer and he's written a Dracula musical and I may have watched the video of him singing the song three times before we recorded. <laughs> so actually, I have seen the end where he does the puppet show. Yeah, but the best bit is where he does it in a bar for the first time and there's an open mic and she makes him go up and so he starts playing the piano and then bursts into his Dracula. I find it very hard to believe that it's going to get better. 
oh. <laughs> it's really funny. An honourable mention from you, Jessica? Uh, yep, I've got 27 dresses. Do you know, I liked 27 dresses, but I so cannot get over the fact that the sister cuts up the mother's wedding dress that I find yes. it difficult to watch. It's probably too yeah, much. Yeah, that is, that is unforgivable. She is redeemed at the end. Mm. It, yeah, that is unforgivable. Um, okay, one from you. Right, this is my kind of dreadful 90s rom-com. Three to go. Tango, starring Chandler Bing. Oh, with the tuna melt. With the tuna melt. Jessica and I, for years, having seen this, had a long-running thing about tuna melt because they go to a cafe and someone says, don't have the tuna melt, and he has it, and then he throws up outside the cafe. They both have the tuna melt, and they blo- both throw it up outside the cafe. Yeah. So it's this... It's kind of a continual thing. They keep eating the tuna melt and then throwing up in the gutter. Not in a pitch perfect kind of way. No, just in, in a, a in a yeah. Not it's it's not a gross out shot. Yeah. <laughs> and for a while, Marks and Spencers in their sandwich range did tuna melts, and I yes, think did. inspired by this film, kept eating. Obviously, not to throw up, but it made me think. God, I love a tuna melt. That's a good. That's a good fun film. And you know, it's got, disposable um, fun. It's got John C. McGinley as one of the uh, antagonists. Yeah. Matthew Perry, that's Chandler Bing's real name. Well done, you. And I think Neve Campbell is the is the girl. Um, I've put Perfect Catch, which is the American version of Fever Pitch. Oh my! Drew Barrymore, she's a recurring theme, and Jimmy Fallon. My third honourable mention is Silver Linings Playbook, and I feel slightly bad for lumping it in with Three to Tango because you know Silver Linings Playbook <laughs> is an Oscar-winning film starring international BFF Jennifer Lawrence. Exactly. I tried to think about which ones I'd like to watch right now, and that's how the top five got made, and then everything else got put in honourable mentions. And I really liked Silver Linings Playbook. I have only seen it once, but I saw it in the cinema, which is quite a good sign. Although it's got some some dark themes, some heavy issues, it is basically a romantic comedy, and yeah. it plays out like that. And so I, I'm a fan. Next up, I have The Wedding Singer. Another Drew Barrymore. That's the last one, I think, which is quite entertaining and has some appalling 80s fashions in it. And a very sweet song on an air. Oh, which is a song that... I was in the that appalling clip from the Late Show that oh, we was so appalling. put in the notes the other week. Yeah, I realised afterwards I'd made it sound like I was sort of saying, "Yeah, oh, this is a really good clip." Yep, uh, it wasn't a great clip of Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore singing. I'm out yeah. of honourable mentions. Oh, I've got a few more. I have. I'm going to put these two together: Heartbreaker and Priceless. They are both French films. Heartbreaker has Roman Jury from uh, Popular, which I suppose you could argue is also a rom-com. I could go into this category. Oh, God. I failed. I failed miserably. Yeah, put mm. that in. Okay, popular. Heartbreaker is about a guy who goes around breaking up couples. So if a woman's friends or family decide they don't like the person she's with, he and his sister and brother-in-law will go in and split them up for a fee. Like Senor Tonetti in The Gay Divorce. Also, he's on the run because he owes a loan shark a lot of money. And then there's Priceless, which has Audrey Tutu in it uh, as a kind of gold digger. But that's quite entertaining. And popular, obviously, we have covered. I've got Just My Luck, starring Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine. It's not amazing, but it's quite entertaining. <laughs> it was in a stack of uh, DVDs. I was like, sure, put that Wait, down. wait, wait, you own it? Well, off the, t- off the telly. That's something I recorded. Oh, okay, right, good. I did not pay money for it. Oh, I was got goodness. McFly in it. That's, quite entertaining. That's not a good film, actually. Yeah. And the one I bumped from the top five to make way for While You Were Sleeping is Penelope. Oh, you love that film. I love that film. She's got a face like a pig. Good. Excellent. But it's Christina Ricci underneath, so she's still really pretty. Yes. She looks like a pig. I mean, actually, the message is that people are beautiful on the inside, not they're beautiful if they're Christina Ricci, but never mind. Yeah, I know, but it's like this whole big deal about how she would surely never go out in public and you can't let anyone see it. It's like, eh. Yeah, all right. Is it time for my song? What's your song, Rosie? It's Rocket Man by Elton John. Wow. What? Don't sing. I don't know. You did Meatloaf last week. 
Yeah, I know, that's a classic. So is Elton John. I didn't say it wasn't. Oh, I, was I don't know. I felt unexpected. Yeah, great times. Uh, it was that or Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I had a little bit of an Elton John binge the other night. We've all been there. Jessica, what's your snack? Flapjacks. Yes. Yes. Um, because at the at the Buffet yesterday, my friend Nicola made some vegan flapjacks so that I would have something to eat from the dessert table. Need lamb fed! Need lamb fed. Okay, no needle from me, but plenty of fed. That's good, I love food. I baked a carrot cake uh, for my aforementioned tea party from the Good Housekeeping Baking Bible, which I've had for a few years and haven't actually baked from. But I don't have many recipe books in my new abode. And what's really good about this one is it's not like, say, a Nigella book where you look at the cake and it's a specific thing like, hey, this is a peanut butter and bacon jam cake. I just want to look up coffee and walnut cake, carrot cake, you know, the standards. And it's got a really good recipe for all of the standard cakes. They did a great carrot cake. It came out beautifully. I'm absolutely thrilled. A little bit of gold stars on the top of the cream cheese frosting. Tremendous. I also baked a banana bread because I had some bananas going off, which are now in the freezer because I'm that cool. And the recipe for that was from Delia's Complete Cookery Course. And it's not as good as the banana bread that we've baked before, which our mum thinks is possibly a Mary Berry. On on the savoury note, I have now used my slow cooker twice. Excellent. And yes, I did make pulled pork. And it was the finest thing anyone has ever made in their life. Pork shoulder in the slow cooker. Bit of salt, bit of pepper, bit of ketchup, bit of tomato puree, bit of cumin. Eight hours. And that was minimum. I probably could have put it on earlier in the day and had it on for much longer. I would say 12 on low would be even better. And I also made coleslaw, but I made far too much and I had to eat coleslaw at most meals for three days. It was a nightmare. Well, it looked nice the cold store so at least it would have been tasty i'm guessing yeah it was fine and, and you know it was a good cold store but there's a saturation point it was incredible i had it sometimes on on buns burger buns and then other times on a baked sweet potato oh that's lovely it was i i would imagine it was great and i also made a sweet potato curry as we've discussed and today I'm going to make a fish pie and some braised red cabbage. Awesome. Are you putting mashed potato on the fish pie? Yes. Cool. Yes. What fish is in it? Has it got prawns in it? No, I don't have any prawns. I have some big cod fillet and a big salmon fillet that I'm going to cook cool. up. And I'm going to put some hard-boiled egg in and peas. I'm just I'm going to put peas in. Yeah. And then I'm going to serve it with the red cabbage, which I think will just about work. I think that sounds nice. I mean, don't take my word for it. I haven't eaten fish pie for about... 18 years but that's you know not the point i have so much cabbage left over from the coleslaw because you have to buy a whole cabbage and i bought a red cabbage and a white cabbage and then i use less than a third of each to make this coleslaw so now i have loads of cabbage left so i'm going to make the red cabbage and freeze that freeze it that's the plan and also i've got people so i can feed some of the red cabbage and then i've just got this white cabbage and white cabbage it's quite a boring vegetable. Well, you can cook it into stir fry. Yes, I'm going to make colcannon. You can make colcannon. You could just have boiled cabbage. Yeah, I mean, if I I could I could go on a radical diet if I wanted if you to blanch it and freeze it. I haven't really done anything for f- for fed cause uh, apart from the um, compote that I mentioned earlier, but that really was very simple. It was two punnets of um, blueberries um, and I guess about a tablespoon of just caster sugar tipped into a small saucepan. I didn't add any water. It was just they were slightly wet still from where I'd rinsed them, I suppose. But then they just made their own juice and boiled them boiled down. Boiled over a little bit. Need to chisel that off the hob, but. Oh dear. Um, tastes really good i have to i um, don't want to sort of 
play my own trumpet, but they were really good. Um, on the needle front, I have finally completed my next quilt square. I cut it out weeks ago. I started doing it when I was watching that not very good Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd film, uh, which you'll notice was not in either of our <laughs> lists. The, they, they came together. That was several weeks ago, but I finally finished sewing it together. So I've now done six. How many more to go? Well, I've done six of the six by six inches, and I've done two of the foot squared ones. Um, I need 94 squares in total, so I need 12 of the large ones and 82 of the others. So at this rate, I should be finished by about 2023. But I'm, I really enjoy doing them, and I'm pleased with the way they're turning out. And now I'm holding this up to show you the light shining through it. And from my side, it looks like a stained glass window where all the seams are. Ah. Lovely. And I post pictures of those in my Instagram. Have we seen this week? What have, have we, we seen, seen this week? week? Hi. Hey. On the note of Jessica's Instagram, Jessica has, uh, I, I would say, perhaps accidentally, created a delightful art photo series of unnecessarily heart-shaped foods for Valentine's. So, yeah. cheeses in the shapes of hearts, uh, fish cakes in the shape of hearts... Uh, the salami that looked a bit heart shaped was perhaps salami tenuous. Was a bit tenuous. It, it was accidental to begin with. I happened to be standing in uh, the queue for Whole Foods Market. Still, I've, I'm working on that problem. Still, I'm uh, I'm in therapy. It's fine. And I looked to my left, and I was standing next to a cheese display, um, and it was heart shaped. But I realised later it was very pushing daisies because Chuck loves cheese, and the aunts love cheese, and one of the brands was well, they was listed as something de coeur as in Kurdica, because it's hearts. It's like, it's so pushing daisies, I'm so excited. So yeah, so I snapped a picture of that. Then I was in a few days later, and may have deliberately wandered through the same section to see if they had any other items, and I discovered um, salmon and basil burgers they were actually listed as, but that's, that's a fish cake. Yeah. And that was on a manned counter as well. So I, I walked past and kind of looked at it and went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, interesting. Got my phone out of my pocket, walked back in the opposite direction while a woman was distracting the man talking and just took a, a surreptitious photo. Continued looking at the counter, went, yep, brilliant, left. And then I was in a few days after that, discovered the um, the spinach cakes. They were just there when I went to get my dinner from the cold counter definitely had to wander back through the deli section to see what I could find this time because I was determined to find something really meaty. Um, I found crab cakes and then I found that salami which looked a bit heart-shaped by coincidence but wasn't actually supposed to be. I think it had just got a bit smushed in one corner so the cross-section looked heart-shaped. They can be found uh, found on Instagram. We'll post a link. I have two recommendations. Do you tell? Number one is the Twitter account at Lansbury React which is Lansbury Reactions, which is just Amazing. many GIFs out or photos of Angela Lansbury reacting and it will have a, the text will be a situation and then her reaction goes with it. Tremendous. Cannot recommend highly enough. And my other recommendation is Two Bossy Dames, which is a mailing list that I subscribe to, which is links, music, thoughts by two bossy dames who are on Twitter as Mrs. Friday Next and at Sophie Biblio or Sophie and Margaret, as they actually are, is they describe themselves, they boss the internet with impeccable discernment and insouciant charm. And yes, I thoroughly recommend subscribing to their mailing list. One half of them is Margaret H. Willison, who has been on Pop Culture Happy Hour quite a few times, uh, a favourite podcast of ours. I love that her Twitter handle is Mrs. Friday Next. That's really cool. Is that a Thursday Next thing? Friday is Thursday's son. I recommend this not just to you, but I think, Jessica, you should subscribe to the list and follow at 2 Bossy Dames on Twitter. I think you'd like it. Okay, I will. 
Happy 50th, Jessica. Happy 50th, Rosie. Technically, it should only have taken us two years to get here rather than just under three, but nay bother. Never mind, never mind. Back on track now. So we will see you in two weeks' time. Bye-bye. Thank you for subscribing and listening over the past 50 episodes. We have enjoyed it to an acceptable level. It was fine. Our enthusiasm knew some bounds. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Ciao. Ciao. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon! <laughs>